How much work have you done, like, within yourself, though? Like, you already started it from April. Yeah. How about now? Like, ongoing from that point. Like, I see a psychologist fortnightly. Okay. Yeah. What have you discovered about yourself? <laughs> um, that I constantly underestimate my strength. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, that I'm incredibly resilient, <laughs> that I matter, and that I deserve better. I did this amazing um, program called TRTP. I don't remember what the acronym stands for. <laughs> but um, You're coming here with your facts. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> it, was, it was a very transformative um, program that... Um, was done with a very specific trauma psychologist and um, it talks to the subconscious mind and it reprograms your brain, basically. it um, You get to do um, like affirmations, but not in the, oh, I'm amazing or whatever, and look in the mirror <laughs> and like, you know, that Yoga kind of thing. Yoga pants, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not like that. It's like speaking in the mind in the language of the subconscious mind. So I choose to know that it is safe for me to know that I matter. Yeah. I choose to know that it is safe for me to know that I have a voice, you know, like things like that, basically. So you like say it, but you have to scream it out loud, like from your gut, right? Like really, really mean it. And then, um, there's like a tape recording that you need to listen to and it's about like you walking on the beach and then the sun is, you know, basking in you're every basking, single yeah, yeah. yeah, you're basking in, in the in the sunlight and like all the trauma is leaving your body and, and that kind of thing, like visualizing that kind of thing. And then you get to do like movie scenes where you move the younger self um to the side of of the um off the um, set and then you um, tell those people how you really feel like, but in a protective way. So like how fucking dare you think that it was okay to choose when you wanted to have a baby, you know, like to rape me, how fucking dare you, you know? And like, you get to do that to the person and they know they can't um, respond or anything like that in this movie scene. You like do it like that. And it's really powerful, you know, cause you're imagining doing this and saying this and finally standing up for your younger self, whether your younger self is a day or, you know, 10 years or whatever, like you're, you're moving that person away and then you get to reassure them and tell them how much you love them. And then they dissolve into you cause they've always been a part of you. And that's like, that's one of the sessions, but it's really, really like I did it and I shifted. Like I could feel this shift in my brain, like energetically. And I, I'm so much happier after I've done this. And I feel, um, you know, more empowered to speak my truth. And, um, you know, recently, like when I spent some time with him and he was questioning my choice of daycare center, um, and lamenting the fact that the child is no longer at a private school um, um, early learning centre and that he thinks that he's behind in his phonics. Um, I was saying, well, you're making it sound like it's all my fault for moving. Um, 
and that is really shit of you, like to to frame it that way. Um, so I never had the power to stand up and say that, like yeah. you know. So I feel like that process has been amazing, and that um, you know, me just saying that to him. How did he take it? Oh, he apolo- he apologized and said that he didn't again mean to make it out that way that it was my fault um but he's just sad that he thinks that our child is disadvantaged and i said our child's not an idiot they're going to do the abc's day one of prep like do you think he's changed anyway nah i think he's masquerading as changing because you know like he is doing some things that are different and I do see those changes, but I also wonder whether they're long-term, you know, like sure you can be on your best behavior for a weekend. It's one thing to be on your best behavior. It's another thing to change entirely. Exactly. So I don't know. I don't know if those changes are for real forever, but you know, I do see differences in him, but that's it's not even no. a problem anymore. Really. Yeah, exactly. It's not my problem. Yeah. I was going to say, like, how much back and forth do you actually have with him to this, like, current state? Um, uh, it's um, probably once monthly. Okay. Yeah. So you've well, like, cut that bridge, like, burnt that bridge. It's got nothing. You're you're removed as far as you're concerned. Yeah. You would have moved like a bunch of baggage and trauma, like when you started doing, when you became self-aware and you started doing all your sessions and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I'm talking like from childhood onward. Do you feel like completely new person yeah i mean do do you feel more like you now than ever yeah yeah i really do and i was reflecting that on my day off (laughs) last week where i was actually really happy and feeling a lot of joy and i haven't felt like that ever and and i was thinking why is that and that's because i feel like me for the first time in a really 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 long time I feel like me and I'm not living for anyone. I'm not trying to please anyone. I don't want anyone's approval. I don't care about them because their ideas are fucked up anyway. So, you know, like it's just me. I'm living for me and my children and I'm, you know, helping them to be, to grow up, you know, emotionally regulated and um, to turn into good human beings. And I'm working on myself into you know, turning into a a good human being or better, I guess, you know, better than I was before. I always said that when people said to me, you know, why haven't you got kids yet, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, number one, I can't afford to feed myself, let alone afford to, you know, feed another mouth that can't actually be self-reliant. But I go, I've got enough baggage and fucking trauma and shit to deal with in my own head. I don't want to pass that on to my kid the way shit was passed on to me. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I've got so much work to do. Yeah. You know, when people are like, I'm really ready to have kids, they go, what are you talking about? You're never ready. <laughs> you? Like, <laughs> you're nuts. Honestly, like, you're never ready, Dim. You're never ready. And if you do it and it happens, then it happens. But you've just got to, you've just got to do it, deal with it the best way you can. And I feel like at least like I'm protecting them by taking them out of that toxic environment and I'm doing the work while they're still young so I can you know, not pass on that shit to them and and help help raise better kids. I was going to say, what were you doing on your day off when you had that revelation, basically? Oh, trauma psychologist. I had a session. You just came out of it or something? And- yeah. 
They're yeah. good. For, they're good moments. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I had the problem of like I've done a lot of stuff. You know things that I just took for granted. Not didn't take for granted, but I just thought everyone did them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I've done like you know without going into like my whole sort of CV and personal history, but it's like you know someone pointed it out to me. You know, like years ago. Like you've traveled to most countries that some people have never even heard of. You know, you you ran a media company, you did sh- short films and and video, music videos and ads and shit that won awards. You know, you've you've done like a lot of shit. Like you haven't just sort of sat on your ass, had one job since year 12. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I never really, I just took it in stride. Like, yeah, whatever. Like That's what everyone does? That's what everyone does. If anything, I haven't done shit because I've got nothing else to show for it. I'm always back at square one within a couple of years, like all that sort of thing. Yeah. But then um, I've said it to I've said it on this podcast. I've said it to people that I generally sort of a lot of people in the last sort of 12, 12 to eighteen months that I actually hadn't caught up with in years. You know, they hadn't seen me in like a good decade or something. It's like shit. Yeah, you know, how you been? And I bring up like you know what's happened. You know, last three to five years or whatever. And they're like, you know, you're right. This and that. Like, hey, how, how you actually going? And I'm like, you know what? I go given everything that I'm actually going through or has happened in the last say two years to three. I'm probably in the best place mentally, mm. you know, probably in the best place mentally where it doesn't feel hopeless. Yeah. Where you're not waking up in a dark cloud every day. Like you have your shit days, but yep. anyone with mental health issues or anxiety knows what that cloud is, where it's like, there is no point getting up. There is no point getting up out of bed. You know, genuine suicidal thoughts yep. don't come anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was, this was probably... Had to have been before I left to go overseas, so probably a month ago or something. I think it was right before the weather turned to shit, and it was still half decent. When we had those like warm afternoons, like maybe end of um, May June sort of time, mm. and I was just on St Kilda Road on my bike, had my helmet on, and just installed an intercom. Like cost me a bit. Like mates got me a, a couple of vouchers for like um MCAS, like a motorcycle shop. So they got me a bunch of vouchers, you know, for my birthday. And I went and bought like an intercom for my helmet, like a proper intercom, so I could actually have music. You know, I was sick of using cheap sort of workarounds. And I remember just getting on my bike. I was going down St Kilda Road. I can't remember where I was going, but like sun was sort of like coming down a bit. It was a bit dark, duskish, you know. Mm. Flying through the city, listening to some like synthwave, like you know, Tekka's track. I just cracked a smile. I'm like, this is fucking cool, man. Like, mm. I actually did it. Like, I did one thing I've always wanted to do since I was a kid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it was one of those moments. It was just like, this isn't bad. Like, I've got so much shit going on that I'm actually proud of, let alone just enjoying. Yeah. Which is hard, man. Like, for people like us, anyone growing up in, with, in those environments where you're made to feel less than, being proud of something you've done is huge. Fuck, man. Yeah. You know, so actually being huge. proud. Yeah. Not just grateful, you know, or yeah, yeah, you should be happy. It's like, I don't want to just be happy. My, um, my mum like has a habit of like writing little quotes on like, if, if she's giving me a birthday card or a name day card or something, or like, you know, even if she's just, I've gone to her house to do something or whatever. And she's left, she's giving me like the doggy bag to go away with. She'll leave me a note. Aww. Yeah. Um, and one of them, one of them that I've saved, I can't remember when she gave it to me, but it's been on my fridge for about two, three years now. And it says something, I can't remember who the quote's by, but the quote is something like, happiness comes from using your potential. Yeah. And that's been on my fridge for years. Yeah. And it actually makes sense. Yeah. Knowing what you're capable of and knowing what you can do. Yeah. Most of us don't get that opportunity. 
so shit when someone's actually controlled. Do you know, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that quote like rings like big time. You've just given me goosebumps over that quote. <laughs> it's huge, isn't it? Yeah. Was, my mom's fucked. I don't know where she finds these things. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's the sad thing that most people grow up in environments where they don't actually recognize their potential, let alone achieve it. Yeah. You know, or you're forced to believe you have no potential. Just do what I say. Yeah. It, it's shit. So how you like now, like, I mean, looking back, how do you feel coming out of it? I mean, you've said that, you know, you're in a better place, all that sort of stuff. What would you even say to anyone like in your position starting like from high school, you know, what would, what can you even say? Oh man, I think, um, people need to understand what like relationship red flags are. Yeah. Like when they're in high school, I wish I had that kind of education now because um, I've got a family practitioner assigned to me from family life and um, she's given me that list. She's given me this relationship wheel that explains like all the aspects of a relationship and what a healthy one looks like and what an unhealthy one looks like. Do you think there's enough work done in schools educating kids about healthy relationships? No. Because I know we didn't have it, like, when I was in high school. I don't think so. We got the sex ed talk with, like, you know, the cucumber and the connie. Yeah. And that was it. And consent? Did you get talked about? Like, did you get talked? More or less. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More or less. Yeah. This is the late 90s, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More or less. Mm. Um, but you didn't learn about, you just thought, don't do this, do this. Like, don't yeah. be a prick. Yeah. But that was the end of it. Yeah. You never learnt about what toxic relationships were. No. I know. And I, I think they really should be teaching people about that. Since d- domestic violence is such a, a problem in our society, we need to um, explain that to our children. Like relationship red flags. Yeah. Yep. What a healthy relationship looks like, what an unhealthy one looks like. What would you say yeah. to anyone else in these situations? <sighs> I guess like... My gut was saying things, but I was ignoring it because, um, like, it was just, it wasn't strong gut feelings because I think I had, like, just gotten into survival mode where I was in, like, freeze or, or fright um, that my intuition, like, wasn't really working. So, even though I'd have occasionally some pangs and I kept ignoring it, I shouldn't have. So, if your gut is telling you something... Even if it's a little pang, because you are so traumatized that you've like dumbed it, dumbed your intuition down, take notice, investigate, get curious about why you're feeling it, and then and and go get a um a mental health care plan from your GP and see a psychologist. <laughs> if you're not already seeing a psychologist, like do some a couple of sessions to explore that. Yeah. What about people that see people in these situations? You know, like keeping your nose out of other people's business, all that sort of... Fuck, man. I wish that didn't happen. I wish people were like, you know, when he was talking about making me have a third child in front of my friends, my friends should have, like, pulled me to the side or waited till we had alone time again and gone, hey, that's not normal. He shouldn't say it out loud that he, you know, wants another child and expects you to have another child. Like... Is he controlling you? Or, you know, like, there should have been a freaking question, you know? 
I reckon I, I would have appreciated if people brought it up to me, but that's just me. Did anyone, did you have those, I mean, you, I'm guessing you had those conversations with your After, friends. yeah. But how was it taken? Um, well, I, I tried to allude to the fact that my, my daughter wasn't my choice to two friends and they didn't believe me. They were saying to me that you're too smart to be tricked into a pregnancy. They didn't, that, you know, we understand that the timing was off, but, um, you know, you didn't get tricked into this pregnancy. You knew what you were doing. You know, that's what their reaction was when I was trying to explain, like, for the first time ever to articulate, like, what had happened. And I get this shutdown kind of reaction from my friends. And... um yeah, that really hurt because then it started making me like doubt. Yeah, you start questioning everything yeah. you've thought. But then when I've gone back and I've told her like explicitly like what has happened since I've processed it a lot and educated myself on reproductive coercion um, and I was able to tell her, well, this is what happened and this is the definition of it, then she's just been completely on her on my side and being like, I'm so sorry that I reacted that way because I didn't believe that he was capable of that because he's so charming and so wonderful in front of everybody else. He's the best actor in the world. Sociopaths. Yeah. Charismatic fucks. Literally. Yeah. It's weird because like I had, um, I think I glossed on it with you. Like I had a situation where a couple I knew who I've known for, you know, one of them I've known since I was like 15, so, you know, 20-odd years, and then her partner I've known as long as they've been together sort of thing. You know, been at their wedding, like we've partied, like I've known them for years, you know, and um, they've they had a child, but there was a really toxic relationship, substance abuse issues, like all types of shit. It just was not right to the point where she was starting to get banged up on and I got a lot of calls, you know, really late at night. Hey, I need to, like... I'll go down, pick her up, <clears throat> go for a drive, go to the beach, vent, like what's going on. And then when she was starting to get banged up a bit, I'm just like, nah, man. I go like, I, you know, I go, why are you calling me? Call the cops. Like, mm. what are you doing? Yeah. And the excuses would come out and all that sort of shit until like I put a bar on it. Like, look, man, I can't keep doing this. I go, you, you both need help. Like, this is damaging. Like to both of you, to your kid. Until I actually did call the cops, sent them around, and then cops put an AVO out immediately. Yeah. Like, no question. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's for the best. I felt no qualms about, like, did I do the right thing? It's like, there's a- Yes, you know, did. There's a child- Involved, yeah. That could easily be ridden off the road one day or just seeing, her, you know, its parents brawling. It's not an environment for a kid. Okay, you want to write yourselves off, do it, but it's not right. That is a form of child abuse. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You did the right thing. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And now when I hear like slight stuff like this, I don't really hesitate in just drawing the bottom line. Like I've had people question me. Like I have friends, like, like I said before, like friends message, message me or call me and say, Hey, is this something that would normally happen? Like in a relationship? I'm like, no, (laughs) (laughs) that is not definitely not the norm. Yeah. I'm like, well, what do you think? I mean, well, to be brutally honest, it's this, you know? Yeah. Look, I know that's not the intention. I'm like, it doesn't matter. 
Like, that's what's happening, man. Like, you know, and these are people that I respect and love. Like, they're friends of mine, you know. And so, I'm not trying to get anyone in trouble. I'm trying to save you from yourselves. Yeah. Before some serious damage is done. If you haven't already done non-reversible shit, you know. You've been together 10 years, 5 years, whatever it is. Once you go down that, like, path, like... It really, it doesn't irritate me, but it, I find it so surprising when I meet totally wholesome people that have had great upbringings, good families, good careers, no dark demons. You know what I mean? Mm. Like everyone's got their personalities, but it's fucking like, it's like a breath of fresh air, man. And then like you start questioning it, like, is this for real? I'm like, no, it actually is. They're good people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like good people do exist. Yeah. Normal people exist. Yeah. It's not all just tumultuous shit. Yeah. That's why, like, I'm really sort of, yeah, especially with DV stuff. I'm like, nah, like, I don't care who it is. Like, it's not right. It's just not right. Not not in Australia, for fuck's sakes, in 2022. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're not living in the 50s. Oh, Jim, if only you were my friend and you saw this earlier, <laughs> you would have saved me earlier. Yeah. That's why I'm saying, like, you know, what, what would you say to other people, you know, as far as stepping out and saying something? I think I would have a private conversation with that person now. And and say, look, I'm not trying to, um, I'm not trying to like, you know, paint someone with the wrong brush or anything like that. But I just want you to be aware, and I want you to notice how many times, how often is this happening, and how does this impact on you? Because it kind of looks like this to me. And maybe you should go educate yourself on this topic and have a think. Yeah. Yeah. I've got in the hole. I think I'm not going to be as like um, brutally honest as you, like in the terms of like how um, short and sharp you are. But if I if I see with my friends like that, then I think you know. You won't think it is. I think it's because I've wasted a lot of my own time. I'm serious. <laughs> trying to save people. No, trying to save myself. Oh uh, yeah. But not even saving myself. Trying to save other people without actually recognizing what's going on in my life. Yeah. Don't take like, take my advice. Don't look at my life. <laughs> my life's a fucking mess. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's why I'm sort of short and sharp with a lot of shit because I don't, I don't sleep. I don't have time. I work a lot. Yeah. And I'm making, I work a lot. Someone said to me, why do you always, why are you working so much? La, la, la. Like, what are you, you know, what are you trying to achieve? I'm like, I'm making up for lost time because I lost out a lot playing second fiddle to people. Yeah. Investing in other people. When yeah. I should have, no one gave a shit about my own interests. Yeah. Being controlled. You know, I remember even in late high school, man, I was controlled by someone and I remember I finally had enough and basically came up with a plan to get the fuck out and it all basically worked out to a payoff, basically. Yeah. And I remember after making this payoff, got on the train to head back to the hood and I, as soon as I got on the train, I had the biggest smile on my face, biggest form of liberation ever. Yeah. Like, this is the best. I'm yeah. free. And that's something I've always wanted to be since then. Even now, I, I don't want to be bound by someone's logic when I know that it's completely illogical. Like, that makes no fucking sense. Yeah. I'll look into it, but that makes no sense off the bat. I need to read more because this is bullshit. I don't buy what you're fucking telling me. I think that's a big thing. You know, I'm making up for lost time because I want to actually just be, com- like, just compl- not um content. Yeah. You can't just be content if you've been thrown bread, you know? And back to that quote, you know, happiness comes from using your potential. 
don't tell me that because I've got a roof over my head that that's enough to be content. Yeah. How did that roof get there? Do I have choice of where that roof is or what's in it, what's under it, when I can leave? I'm not just going to be happy just because I have a roof over my head. Fuck off. Prisoners have roofs over their heads. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. Anyway, (laughs) is there anything you'd like to add as a final thought? Because I've kept you for two and a half hours. Oh, shit. Yeah. Babysitter will get upset. (laughs) (laughs) Um. No, I think, I think that's it. Like, we've discussed everything that I can think of. I mean, I still haven't gone down the formal pathway of, like, formally, legally cutting ties yet. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I, I, yeah, I can't really give any insight on that perspective or, or on that so side of things. So what you touch base in a year. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, that would be okay with me. But um, I wouldn't but, imagine that's really important right now because your first step was getting oxygen. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, learning how to live, like, yeah, live and stand on my own two feet and find the gas company and the, and the electric and pay the bills and, and all <laughs> that kind of stuff. Like, that was very scary, but it was empowering. And I feel for the first time in my life, I'm an adult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so doing all that, like, that's just what I guess the first six months of my life was uh, my new life. And I made a promise to myself to be brave and, um, speak my truth. Doesn't matter how scared I might feel, but I need to stand up for myself more and speak my truth. And I've been doing that since January and I feel so much happier for it. What do you reckon was the scariest thing stepping out again? Like, all up. Like, what do you reckon? Because I hear the same sort of things, you know, oh, I don't know what's going to happen with the kids. I don't know what we're going to do about money. Like, I can't leave or I can't do this or I can't change that. It's always revolved around money somewhere because people automatically equate that as being the one thing they need because if they don't have the support system there, that's like, well, we can't leave or make a change because we're going to be out in the cold, especially if kids are involved. Do you reckon that's a jump people should just take? Oh, I've been supported by Centrelink this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So, for, like, I made it so I didn't have to rely on him for money, if that makes sense. Yeah, you just make it work. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not wearing designer label clothes. I don't care. I'm happy to go to Kmart. I make most of my clothes, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, I'm not a fancy girl and I like home brand. So, I, I work within... The budget that I've been given. There is given. nothing wrong with Kmart, Exactly, man. there isn't. It's you're awesome. Ex- you're excited I get yeah. when it's like Camelfield 24 hours. <laughs> the new catalogue comes out and you're like, <laughs> you yes, mean? I want this. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I know exactly what you mean. You just work within your means and that's fine. Um, it is a bit, you know, it's, it is anxiety inducing because I was, um, you know, like you, you want to make sure that you've got enough for those two f- mouths that you've got to feed. Yeah. Um, but I think the scariest thing was like knowing that you have the power to do it on your own. You know, like if you come into that realization and like hold on to it and be like, yes, then you can overcome that fear and you'll be okay. You know? And 
once you realize that no one else's expectations or society's expectations or your family's expectations, like you don't need their approval and you don't want anything, like you could just fuck that right off. Um, you know, like again, you're okay with that. Like you can, you can become okay with that and be at peace with that idea, you know, and knowing that your children are going to be okay because they will have two parents that love them unconditionally, but in two separate houses, you know, coming to peace with that idea. I've always said that, you know, like, I mean, as a child, as a product of divorce, you know what I mean? I've always said, when, when people first said to me, oh, when did you first notice a problem? I go, my earliest memories are shit. Like, are you for real? Yeah. If, if my parents separated when I was a kid, I probably would have been a totally different person. Yeah, definitely. They would have been totally different people. Definitely. You know? Yeah. And I've always said this to, like, friends and stuff that are going through similar stuff. And it's always, like, women that are feeling vulnerable. Like, um, like, it'd be worse if they were doing it tough somewhere. I'm like, no, because I go, if you stick around in the shit that you're in, you're probably going to end up topping yourself off or just creating this completely toxic environment. Your kids are going to leech either way. The energies, the vibes are there. What's normal? I go, what? That they might have a certain type of food on the pl- table every night and that's fine. Kids don't give a shit where they sleep. They don't know any different. They they need their parents to, to love be on top them. of it. Yeah. yeah. I go, and if they're hating every minute of their waking days, when have they got time to like be positive, you know, positive reinforcements for, for their kids? They don't. But what do I know? You know, as far as uh, family and, uh, expectation and cultural expectation, I'm a 38-year-old with no kids, never been married, who spends most of his money on tats. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, breakfast. So I've, <laughs> I haven't reached any expectations, but that got fucked off a long fucking time ago. Yeah. You're you know living I mean? your life the way that you want to. And, exactly. And that gives you happiness. And we've only got one life, so you may as well be happy as much, you know, be as happy as possible for the amount of time that you've got. Yeah, within your, within your bounds and yeah. actual limitations, but yeah. not limitations placed by other people. That's right. Your or choices. other people's expectations. You know With I mean? your choices that you've made. Exactly that. Yeah. 100%. I, I really hate hearing the... Oh, you know, my parents really want me. They even start a sentence like that. Yeah. Don't do not start a sentence like that with me because I'll get up and walk away. I don't want to hear it. My parents say this, or my my sister did this, so I need fuck off. Don't you, compare yourself to anyone. Like, just live life how you want to live it. Yeah, I've had that's something I've really had to sort of believe my own words, sort of over. You know, especially like you get to like my age. You know what I mean? You start being rich, uh, introspective, and shit like that. Like, you know, this should have happened by now or that should have been different. It's like, nah, like maybe. And if it was important enough, it would have, you know. But, yeah, do your own thing. How do you feel? <laughs> good. Good. Yeah, good. You know, <laughs> you call me up in a week just losing your shit. Like, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Thanks for coming down, man. I appreciate the honesty. Like. I hope you got something out of this. Well, um, I hope this this is going to help someone. I do, and I think it will. Like, even short term, even like immediate, I can think of half a dozen people I can send this to. How are you coming? That's something I didn't actually get to touch on, which I wanted to. You're in a better place than you were, you know, a year ago after 12. And, and it's not even after 12. It's your whole life, really. Yeah. You know, if you're undoing destructive shit for 
how are you on terms with all that sort of stuff? Oh, well, I had to undo the destructive shit that happened with the abandonment and the physical abuse. I can understand, like, how she didn't know what she was doing was that dist- that destructive. Maybe she knew it was destructive to a point, but she didn't understand, like, the whole depth of it because she's she never went to school. She's completely, totally uneducated and she's come from a village. Yes. You know? Is. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, right? I know. So, um, but you can't make those excuses for her, you know? Like, I, th- I have a feeling that she was incredibly traumatized as a child too, right? So, she would understand, like, what she was doing, but maybe she just didn't have, con- you know, when you're in a rage and you're, uncontrollable yeah so well i don't know i can't excuse that either because there is some form of control in that too um in in your in your actions um i don't know i just i i just really pity her because she is so she's just such a horrible and horrible toxic person who's very limited in everything that she's ever done and um Oh, yeah, I just don't engage with her. It's just better not to talk to her about it. But it's funny how, um, you know, at Easter, people like my cousins were like, oh, go talk to her. She's here, you know. And I was like, no, I don't need to talk to her. And then they didn't understand why, because that's my story isn't known within the cousins. Can I ask why? I don't know. I guess they know about the abuse that she did to her children, right? But I didn't really talk... Like, I haven't talked to my cousins about it, and I don't know how else that would have gone because it's not like my grandma would sit there and, and like, um, brag about it kind of thing. And because it was secret from everyone else, I guess... Yeah, it's not common knowledge, so that's why they don't know about it. Yeah, and feel compelled to actually just clear it up? Yeah, I did. I cleared it up this Easter with oh. my cousins, I told them, like, what she did, right? How'd that go over? Um, and, well, one of them said to me, oh, she's probably got bipolar and she just didn't know what she was doing. So? And I said, nah, I, she clearly does have mental health issues, right? But she's, like, almost 90 now. This happened in her 50s. Or she's, like, almost 80 now. So she's in her 80s. This happened in her 50s. Like, she would have... Yeah, you got self-awareness at 50. Yeah, yeah, you do. You're not past it. No, but also, like, I don't think the bipolar stuff happened that early. I don't know. Like, I don't know what she has because she's never been diagnosed properly, but I agree, it doesn't matter. Even if you have a mental health illness, like, you should still be responsible for your actions. You know, like, he was trying to excuse her um, and I should be more lenient on it, but I'm like, no, I'm not going to be. Because that shit has traumatized me so much and set me up for failure with future relationships. Like, that's why, you know, I chose the person that I did to marry and have children with. And, um, you know, and I like actually when, you know, that's, you know, how I was saying to you that when that stuff came up, um, when my first baby was two and he was presenting with challenging behaviors and I didn't know how to discipline him. I, that's when I went up to her and, and I, um, I said to her, like, you know, do you remember what you did to me when I was little? 
And then she goes, what do you mean? She just completely denied it. And I'm like, do you remember like hitting me with the jasmine vine or the wooden spoon or your rolling pin or whatever you had close at hand? I'm like, do you remember that? And then she's like, oh, no, how dare you besmirch my good name. Besmirch? Yeah. What a word. <laughs> well, she didn't really use it because she's not that classy, but, you know. Besmirch. <laughs> how dare you besmirch my good name. Yeah, yeah that's it. Like, You're making that- her out like a Disney villain. <laughs> that's not the word that she used, but she was just, this is the essence of what she was saying. How dare you you know, like darken my name, like say that I did a bad thing and, and, and make my reputation come into question. I want to go to heaven. I'm going to die soon and I want to go to heaven because I deserve to be there. And you bringing up, making up these lies and bringing up things um, is just wrong, you know, and I don't want to hear a word of that. And I'm just like, well, I didn't think that she was going to, you know, like I thought I was hoping ideal situation that we would, you know, she would say, I'm sorry, I should have done better and I'd have closure and I could move towards forgiveness with her. But, um, no reaction, wrong reaction. But, you know, like for me personally, I like, I'm on a forgiveness path. Like I am, um, trying to forgive all those people that have wronged me and um, just because I don't want it in my heart, you know. You don't want it clouding your everyday thoughts. Yeah, but also like I just, you know, like I feel this heaviness. I used to feel this heaviness here, right? And it used to make me feel sick um, and it used to just make me feel just uncontrollably angry and hatred towards them. Um. I've been working on forgiveness with my trauma psychologist and I actually feel like that burden is lessening and I'm feeling better. And I think that is actually contributing to my happiness that, you know, the final, like, like the last couple of months of how happy I'm feeling because I'm getting rid of that. So even though she hasn't been remorseful and she hasn't apologized, I don't need her to do that. She'll never do that. I'm working on my own, like, story of forgiveness for those people, for my own soul, not for their benefit. Yeah, it's not because you want them to feel better about themselves or whatever. It's just Just that I need to get rid of it and find peace. I was going to (laughs) say, there was that quote from American History X in the last sort of scene where um, he says, anger's like baggage, life's too short to be carrying heavy shit around all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I believe that. Yeah. And you do that by A, it's, I had, I said this to someone years ago. That was um, like they had a traumatic childhood, you know, all types of abuse on all types of levels. Yeah. Fucked up partners, like all types of shit. And I remember saying to her, I go, why are you carrying these bricks to people? Like okay, these people are beneath you. You do not need to be like any time there was, oh, but the, it was, the, no, no, no. Don't justify shit in your head. Mm. Just put down these fucking bricks, like, or throw them. Yeah. Because until you let go of all of it, you're going to feel this heaviness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I was born with a chip on my shoulder because my old man had a chip on his shoulder. You know, he still does. Um, but I've actively done as much as I can to sort of not let go of shit, but stop it from bothering me. I yeah. become more street smart. You become more aware. Yeah. But you can't have it in the back of your mind 
every single time you do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that answer your question before, like what you wanted to touch on with that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Yeah, sort okay. of. I've, I was going to say, like, I learned a lot about the only way to really get rid of – the only way, way to start dealing with stuff like that is, A, confront it and speak your mind so mm. you know you've actually spoken your mind. Mm. Depending on how that reaction goes, you, you do your next step. Yeah. You know, but it all starts from talking. Yeah. You know, like communication is key. Like I had a thing pop up in my family like over the last, say, five, six years, even longer. And a lot of my extended family, you know, they sort of, like with the individuals involved, they sort of said to me, oh, at the start, it's like, oh, what do you mean? It's, you know, what's the problem? I'm like, well, A, B, and C, I've been made to feel like this. Uh, You're overreacting. I'm like, no, I'm not. This is how I grew up. This is my relationship with these people, blah, 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 blah. Don't tell me what I've gone through. Mm. Like, I know what I went through. You weren't there or you were there. You just didn't pay attention. And then I'd be going into setting the record straight, basically, because it was, you know, sociopaths, narcissists will always control the narrative. That is their goal. Control the narrative, every angle, so they can always paint you to look like, um, you know, the aggressor. Mm-hmm. So they're they're wrong. They're always the victim. Anyway, so I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, you know what? Nah, I'm not letting someone control the narrative. I've done enough. Leave it. Let you know, just let sleeping dogs lie. Mm. But things are getting said around me without me even initiating or you know engaging. Yeah. Fuck it. Like, okay, you want me to talk? I'll talk. This is the actual truth. This is how I reacted based on what had happened. Blah 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 blah. Oh, you can't say that. I'm like, why can't I say that? I go, you're all quick to tell me how I should be acting, what I should be feeling, what you think. I can't actually tell you what my side is because it goes against your whole let bygones be bygone shit. Mm. No. I go, if I can't tell you people, then who can I tell? If you're family and you've got your noses in it, then surely I can tell my family how I feel about a toxic situation. Oh, okay, mate. Half the shit you're telling me and half the shit I'm telling you, if this was anyone else outside of this circle, you wouldn't have a second of it. So why the fuck should we just eat humble pie Mm. and just choke it down because it may upset the status quo? Like, piss off. Deserve more than that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. But, yeah, like, I'm I'm definitely in that camp of confronting the issue head on. Yeah. When you get the chance, when you're ready, when you have the strength to do it, when, you know – when you've got it all in place and then making a plan to actually get past it. Yeah. You know, it's not enough to just let sleeping dogs lie. Like, fuck off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You can't. Because if you're waking up in the middle of the night and it's on your mind, then there's an issue. Definitely. Because the other person's not thinking about it. Like, 100%. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's just, you know, my take. Everyone's different, I guess. I don't know. I don't claim to be a psychologist. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I've, look, I've always said it. Like, I mean, you don't know me that well, so I've, I've always said it. Like, don't don't take my life as the example. Yeah, yeah. I've I'm the la- I, I am slow to act and resolve things about myself. Like, no one should look at me as an example of dealing with shit. Yeah, because I'm coming into forty and I'm just starting to deal with shit. You yeah. know what I mean when. A lot of this shit should have been nipped in the bud 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. You know? But yeah, then that's that's why I sort of push a lot of people when I see something really 
toxic. It's like, no, you need to act now because you may not wake up tomorrow. Yeah. And that's the point. You're advocating for them because you see it from an objective perspective. Yeah. Like an outsider. Yeah, exactly. And you're trying to help your friend. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no time like the present. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you need to act now. It's not – people make excuses like, oh, I'll wait till the kids are a bit older. Oh, I'm going to wait till I get that job. Then I'll be having a bit more money. Oh, uh, it's cold outside. Yeah. Yeah, We've got to wait till spring. See, that's the thing, right? Like – um, mum was like, oh, maybe you should wait until they're older and they're easier to manage. And I'm like, no. I'm like, just because something is hard doesn't mean I shouldn't do it. You know, that's what I kept saying to her. Yes, it's hard to be on my own and look after the kids, but it's also hard to stay in this toxic environment. You just have to think about which one's worse for you. What's harder? Like dealing with... Kids that are sort of acting out a bit or just managing two kids, you know, under 10 or watching them grow up in a toxic environment yeah, and then feed off that vibe yeah, and watch them not know what normal is. Exactly. I'm what's, like, what's worse? Wouldn't you want more for your grandchildren if you love them so much? And if you love me, then wouldn't you want more for us? Bigger picture, man. Most people don't see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. I don't know. Anyway, um, thank you for coming down. No worries. Thank you for having me. Seriously. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I hope this was cathartic in some sense. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. yeah. I, I often feel like, yeah, it does get cathartic. When I listen back to them as well. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I hope in a year's time you can listen back to this and reflect on it and know that you've done the right thing and you're in a better place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you're a year out, so those those are already up there. But it sounds like in, you've got it under control, as in you're understanding the hows, the whys, and where you actually want to be. Yeah. Do you know I've, where you want to be? Um, not triggered. Like, I don't want to be getting triggered by things. Um, like, my little boy started hurting me, and, um, you know, that was triggering me and making me feel like I was five years old again, but, and that, you know, my grandmother was hurting me again. So like, I'm definitely not feeling like that anymore. And because I've been able to put a consistent behavior management plan in like consistent consequences and a lot of emotional regulation where we have this chart and if he's feeling angry, like I get him to point to the chart and I go, what, what are you feeling? Name it. I'm feeling red face. That's angry. Why are you feeling angry? Let's talk about it. Give him a big safe hug and make him feel loved, you know, and then we talk it through and we work it out. And that stopped him. Like he doesn't hurt me anymore because I'm helping him manage his emotions and work out what it is. I just got the biggest flashback of like being blasted by my parents over something like I left my comic book at the kitchen table after breakfast. That's an irrational thing to get yelled at. And then seeing it, like, we don't leave books on the table. You know what I mean? Seeing it thrown into the backyard or some shit. Yeah. It's, how does this, what? Like, and you're talking about rational, emotional management plans and charts? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Totally unheard of. Yeah, I know. Imagine saying that to someone, like, born 60 years ago. I know, right? What? (laughs) I know, right? Completely foreign concept. But this seems to 
have, you know, I think because his nervous system was just so out of whack and so was mine because I was in, you know, I've had to, I've had to just make him feel like he's safe and, um, help him work out what his emotions are and what they mean and how to deal with it. And he's just settled right down, you know, and like for me, that's a massive win, right? And, um, like what I want to be is not being triggered by things. Like, so an example, what I showed you, um, before, and I just want to be like happy. I just want to be happy. I just want to do my job, get money, buy us some nice things, get money, get money, pay for <laughs> things, you know, like spoil them occasionally, take them out, just have fun and spend time with my kids, you know, and work through my shit and be free. Oh, one, I'll make this the last thing. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. In the 12 years, did you have goals? Nah. Oh, well, I did. I had dreams and goals, but they were always dismissed. Whatever I wanted or, you know, wanted to do, or I wanted to like stop working and go study a completely different course. I wasn't allowed to do any of that. Okay. I, the reason I'm just, it's weird that you like, I, I just thought to actually ask you that. I was watching a, a video before with um, Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson getting interviewed, right? And they're asking Evander Holyfield about his history and how he got started boxing and stuff. And he was like eight years old. And um, this coach down to like a local gym or whatever said, um, yeah, because he said to him, Evander Holyfield said, I want to be the heavyweight champion of the world or whatever. He goes, I want to be world champion. It was eight. Yeah. And the coach said to him, is this a fantasy or is it a goal? Because if it's a fantasy, it's not going to happen. Yeah. If it's a goal, then you can keep working at it. Yeah. And eventually you'll get there. Yeah. That's why I asked, like, in the 12 years, did you have goals or did you have fantasies? I didn't have goals. I mean, like, I had, you had an idea. Of- I had ideas of things that I wanted to do. And then when I asked for permission to do those things, I was completely shut down. So then I learned not to have goals for myself. Do you have goals now? Yeah. I do. All right, man. Relax. Yeah. I, Relax. I, I have lots of- You became more animated than when you walked in. Oh, yeah, because I'm really happy. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I do have goals and I am happy. I'm really happy. Hold up. 